you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. I've talked about Mark Taylor a couple times before. He's one of the leaders of the QAnon conspiracy theory who said protesters were brainwashed and described it like some kind of bizarre action movie where they have handlers with umbrellas to trigger their programming. Well, guess what? He's in the news again. He says he understands Trump can't make arrests of deep state operatives right now, as the QAnon conspiracy theory states he will, because he'll look like a dictator taking out his political opponents. As if looking like a dictator has stopped him before. But after the election, all bets are off. According to Mark Taylor, there are 14 million veterans ready to go today to step in and take action against the Democrats if Trump doesn't do it himself after the election's over. Now, 14 million is probably an overestimate. To give context, there are about 8.5 million Jehovah's Witnesses worldwide, 14 million Mormons, 40,000 Scientologists, and 1.5 million vegans in the U.S. There are estimates saying QAnon has around 3 million members. And guess how big the U.S. military is? 1.3 million people are enlisted in the U.S. military, which includes everybody from the soldier to the janitor. There are millions of people who want Donald Trump to arrest his political opponents, and if he doesn't, they plan to take matters into their own hands. That's disturbing. No matter what, I have a feeling there's going to be a real, full-blown bloodbath after the election. Speaking of militias, Pastor Rick Joyner went on Jim Baker's show recently to talk about how God has seeded our country with military veterans to head up Christian militias in the looming civil war. He says God prepared us for this fight, and true patriots and Jesus lovers will be the ones on the front lines. This might be talk, but you and I both know what religion does to people. They would literally die for a religious cause, where they might not for any other. This is serious shit, and the major pastors taking part in this have a lot of influence. The danger of stochastic terrorism is real. Say these pastors have 3 million followers combined. It's significantly more than that, but just assume it's that low. We'll be generous. Now let's assume 1% of the listeners are really crazy enough to buy into what they're saying about this holy war against liberals. That's still 30,000 troops. To give context to those numbers, there are a total of about 17,000 police departments across the U.S. It's a lot of troops. We should all be concerned about what QAnon is doing right now. Jim Baker isn't just in the news for platforming QAnon nutbags. He made news recently for advertising something he calls the Joseph's Storehouse Food Offer. I've mentioned before that he sells bonus buckets of freeze-dried food that's supposed to get you through the apocalypse. Well, he's selling 115 of them for $10,000, and he's encouraging churches to buy them for their members so they can make it through Armageddon. 115 is about how many members a standard church has. In fact, my Kingdom Hall had 114 when I was a teenager. And of course, the Joseph's Joseph's storehouse offer is a reference to the Bible story about Joseph storing up a bunch of food before a famine hit and selling it back to the people. So how much food does this 115 bucket deal provide? It provides 27,703 servings. If you ration it out, that's enough food for 115 people to survive for about two and a half months. All the while, he's getting people on his show to talk about the impending civil war and other doomsday stuff. The more scared his listeners are, the more bonus buckets he sells. It's a perfect racket. He couldn't sell colloidal silver as a cure for the coronavirus anymore, so he's leaning into the buckets. Smart. Fucked up, but smart. This week on the podcast, Pat Robertson had some interesting things to say about Black Lives Matter. He said, quote, they're talking about destroying the nuclear family. They're talking about destroying essentially Christianity as being racist. 
People should be aware that they're not just standing with the poor, oppressed black people. Of course we want to stand with people against police brutality. Of course we do. But we don't want to go along with a lesbian, anti-family, anti-capitalist, Marxist revolution. We don't want that for America. So he's admitting the black folks are oppressed under our current system in the U.S., I guess. That's actually more than most Republican thought leaders will admit. Most want to say it's not even happening. Well, the Black Lives Matter organization caught wind of what he said, and they responded. They said, quote, Quote, the statements made by Pat Robertson are completely inflammatory and dangerous. At what point do these individuals who walk alongside him stop and say, enough is enough with the sexist, misogynistic, and supremacist way of displaying the bigotry that continues to flow from the souls of many of our leaders? Christianity was built on empathy, not hate. It is our hope that Pat Robertson and anyone else who believes we're destroying Christianity with our work comes to realize that. In reality, the movement is bigger than the organization. I don't really agree with everything BLM says and does. In fact, there's a lot that they do that I don't like. But I feel like Christianity nitpicking and attacking movements that sometimes do the wrong thing with good intentions is a waste of time when conspiracy theorists control the government and we're witnessing the fall of democracy. Last week, I talked about Pastor John MacArthur and the fact that he was court-ordered to take precautions to protect his congregation and the people they associate with. I played a clip from him on Fox News saying he wasn't going to follow court orders, and if that means he was going to be arrested, then so be it. Well, guess what? He lived up to his word. He broke court orders and held church anyways. At the very beginning of the sermon, he listed all the requirements for holding church service and then explained why they were unreasonable so he wasn't going to do any of them. It was pretty basic stuff. Things like screen people who come inside with a thermometer, no shaking hands or hugging, put tape on the floor so people know where to go, no communion, no offering containers, no pew Bibles, that kind of thing. It seems like it might have put the church out a little bit, but considering the fact that A, they don't pay taxes, B, it's a megachurch, so they definitely have the money to blow on doing things a safe way. And C, this would literally save lives. It seems like a worthwhile trade-off. But no, he didn't just refuse to do a couple of things. He didn't say, well, we're going to keep the Bibles in the pews anyways, or, well, we're not putting the marked pathways down. He said he isn't doing any of it. Literally nothing. This is humanity at its finest, people. I'm telling you, most of the world is dumb as dog shit, and the smart people carry the idiots through life. At some point, the idiots are going to get all the smart people killed. Before we take a look at all that, let's listen to some voicemails. Don't forget, if you want to call in and leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. Hey, this is Owen. If you're comfortable, leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up. Hi, this is Hannah from North Carolina, and I was curious about what you maybe think of evangelical denominations, kind of like Baptist, uh, especially Southern Baptist, and maybe where they fall on kind of a cult evaluation, uh, whether they would be considered one or not, uh, and how they compare. I don't think they're necessarily as intense as some of the uh, trauma and mistreatment that uh, groups like Jehovah's Witnesses uh, can do to children, but uh, just I wonder if you have any thoughts about them or if you know very much about them. And if you just would speak to that a little bit. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Definitely. I really appreciate the voicemail. Uh, don't sell them short. Southern Baptist and some other groups like that, some other kind of smaller Southern groups, a lot of groups that you find in the South in the U.S. are really, really disturbingly cult-like. 
some of them are are worse than Jehovah's Witnesses, and some of them are even worse than like Scientology. In fact, the NIFB, the New Independent Fundamentalist Baptist Church, uh, which is Stephen Anderson's organization, Faithful Word, yeah, Faithful Word Baptist Church, that's Stephen Anderson's church. It's vicious and vile and horrific, some of the things that they teach there. I would say Southern Baptist is probably a little bit broad. Uh, If we can narrow it down a little bit more, like on a church-by-church basis, it would be helpful. But I'm definitely not going to rule it out. Southern Baptists can get really, really extreme sometimes. Uh, Thank you for the question. Really interesting. One of these days, I should go through some Southern Baptist church on the bite model and break it down and talk about, you know, what things the Southern Baptists do that are really disturbingly cult-like. Hey there, I'm Michael from Iowa, and my question is about religion and TV. A lot of people in America are religious, and it shows in our media. Reality TV will mention religion in small ways, like having a family prayer at the table, or have them mention heading out to church. But then there's shows like Sister Wives, Counting On, and others, where religion is heavily focused on. A lot of people like and watch these shows, and the religions featured are usually more extreme and fundamentalist. I was wondering what your thoughts were on having religion, and especially these more extreme religions, be so dominant in American media. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, really, really interesting. I've actually noticed TLC tends to focus a lot on religious shows like that. There's a streamer I watch sometimes. He plays like Mario Maker 2 videos from time to time. I'll watch some of that stuff just when I want to chill out and not use my brain for a while. And he made this joke recently. DGR is the uh, streamer. I don't know if you guys heard of him. Anyway, he was making these like really corny dad jokes and somebody in his chat was like, why do you always make these terrible jokes? Why do you use the frick word and the heck word instead of the fuck word and the hell word, right? Um, and he, he basically said it's because he grew up Amish and it's kind of a, it's a remnant from his Amish past, basically. And he said he was going to be on Breaking Amish, but it fell through. Breaking Amish! I'd never heard of this shit before. I'm going to have to look this up. I looked it up on Hulu, and I could only find seasons two and three on there, unfortunately. I really want to get my hands on season one. I hope I can find it somewhere, like on some other streaming platform or something, but... It seems really fascinating. It's basically about these Amish people who leave their community or or Mennonite families, supposedly, who leave their communities and try to live in the real world with, like, electricity and everything. Uh, it seems super fascinating. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back to the question that you were asking. TLC, specifically, that network, is really guilty of almost promoting these super religious like families sister wives the duggars 19 kids and counting i think originally 18 kids and counting and and i think it's called still counting as you mentioned a minute ago i'm not a fan of that shame on tlc for doing that i really wish they'd stop de facto promoting these religious extremist ideologies they're almost framing their families like it's a an ideal way to live, like they're proud to live that way. 
and it, it's something to aspire to. It's like, why would anybody want to aspire to having 19 kids or 20 kids or however many it was and live in this bubble, this weird little bubble where you don't have any outside information except for Fox News and there are so many bizarre rules. It's just really, really strange. And TLC is like propping this up is like the best way to live. I don't know what they're thinking over there. But it's getting views, so they keep doing it. I would really love it if TLC would stop doing shit like that. Anyway, it is a problem, especially in the U.S. Religious extremism is like... It's a monkey that's on our back and will be there until the end of time, it seems. And it's getting so completely integrated with politics at this point. They're almost inextricably linked. They're almost indistinguishable from each other. The Republican Party, the party specifically, the leaders in the party, have to pander to the evangelical voting bloc. They have to cater to them to win elections. That's just how it works. They can't win an election as a Republican unless you appeal to the extreme religious right. And I just feel like that's a fatal flaw in the system. I wish we could find a way around that. Hi, I'm calling in for Riley from Virginia, and this is their message. I just wanted to know if you've heard about the Epic, E-P-O-C-H, Times newspaper. From what I've researched so far, it puts out a lot of far-right propaganda and, lately, misinformation about the coronavirus. Also, I've seen somewhere it's connected to a religious movement. Just wanted to get your opinion because I've been seeing an uptick in the ads from them. Thanks. I appreciate that phone call. Out of curiosity, I actually looked to to see. I have heard of the Epic Times before. I did know what that was. But um, there's this website that you can go to. There are multiple websites like this where you can look up a media outlet, basically, and read about its bias, see like how it leans left or right or center. Has it ever spread disinformation? That kind of thing. So... Um, out of curiosity, I looked up the Epic Times on one of these websites. This one is MediaBiasFactCheck.com, but like I said, there are lots of them out there. According to this website, the Epic Times is far right, and it is, as far as factual reporting goes, it's mixed. Sometimes it offers just heavy disinformation. And other times you can get factual information. The fact that disinformation is mixed in with factual information, though, should count them out as a media source basically completely. Because you don't know if what they're providing to you right now is factual or not without going somewhere else for that information. Don't even bother going to Epic Times. So anyway, let's read a little bit of this and see what it says. Right bias. These media sources are moderately to strongly biased toward conservative causes through story selection and or political affiliation. They may utilize strong-loaded words, wording that attempts to influence an audience by using appeal to emotion or stereotypes, publish misleading reports, and omit reporting of information that may damage conservative causes. Some sources in this category may be untrustworthy. 
as far as their factual reporting goes, this is the analysis slash bias. In review, the Epic Times covers straight news reporting through the use of journalists and syndication through the Associated Press and Reuters. Associated Press and Reuters, AP and Reuters, those are actually two that I follow. Those are two news networks I follow. I also follow um, BBC and independent.co.uk. I try to get my news from outside the U.S. if at all possible. Um, the Guardian is another one that, that originates from outside the U.S., so they have U.S. branches. If you can get it from outside the U.S., you can get a better idea of what the world is seeing outside the influence of the political propaganda that's, that we're just being bombarded with 24-7. Let's continue reading. Typically, these stories are well-sourced and reasonably low-biased. However, when reporting on China, they do reflect a strong anti-communism bias. The Epic Times also uses loaded language that usually favors the right, such as why media organizations can't let go of the fake Russia collusion narrative. Editorially, there is a very strong pro-Trump bias, with almost all articles praising Trump and denigrating the left, such as these... Democratic Party, a broken kaleidoscope, question mark, and five reasons Trump's celebration of America was epic display of patriotism. According to an NBC News report, the outlet has spent more than $1.5 million on about 11,000 pro-Trump advertisements in the last six months. Holy shit. Why are they spending that much money on pro-Trump advertisements? According to data from Facebook's advertising archive campaigns. In general, straight news reporting is sourced and mostly low-biased. However, op-eds 100% favor the right, with some promoting conspiracy theories. A factual search shows that they have failed several fact checks. Go to the website and read a little bit more about it. It's pretty interesting. Like I said, there are lots of websites like this. MediaBiasFactCheck.com is one I'm using now, but there are others. So it's worth it to check it out. Um, there's actually one quick story I wanted to get to before we get into the main one. I found this article. Jim Baker, masks are satanic because they block prayers. Now that's fascinating, right? And it's believable. Super believable. I can totally see Jim Baker saying some shit like that. Let me give you guys the quote, what it says here. Quote, how can you go to church and pray when you're wearing a mask, said Baker. Do you think God can hear your prayers through a mask? I actually tweeted about this the other day, too. Well, I ended up looking for the source because in the article it actually says, in a press release, Baker also claimed masks were satanic and a part of government plot to suppress Christianity. Even if I'm reading an opinion piece based on that original source, I want to make sure the source actually says what the opinion piece is claiming it does. I usually go to Hemant Mehta because he's really good about that on The Friendly Atheist, or I go to Right Wing Watch where I can actually see full-blown videos of what's being said. So naturally, I wanted to go to the source of this, and it says that Jim Baker said this in a press release. So I start Googling for the words, trying to find any trace of this, and the only other place that I could find this quote do you think God can hear you your prayers through a mask? The only other place I could find this quote was another Pathios article, not on the Friendly Atheist, but some other atheist blogger, talked about this article that we're looking at right here. And then there was one more place that was directly copy and pasted. This whole article copy and pasted onto this website. 
without crediting the author, Megan DeWitt. I was like, what the hell? Why would somebody just plagiarize this article? This is bizarre. And not credit the author. At any rate, the point behind this rant that I'm going on right now is... I think this mask thing where Jim Baker said, do you think God can hear your prayers through a mask? I think it's misinformation. I, I, don't re I don't believe it. I haven't seen enough evidence yet to show me that it's real. Totally believable. I can totally see the guy saying this, but I can't find an original source. I can't find anybody else talking about this except from this website. So, I don't know. I guess my point here is just be careful what you read because it's very possible that even though it's a totally believable scenario, it's possible it's made up. Zolfner, I started donating to Trump and now he keeps taking money out of my account without my permission. Really? That's not good. That's actually really, really bad. Um... I actually know somebody who signed up to his newsletter, Nuclear Maniac, actually, on here, Evan Inge. He said he signed up for Trump's newsletter out of curiosity just to, you know, see what Trump has to say to his followers in newsletter form. And uh, I guess he said that it was a, like constant. It was like a constant stream of uh, like emails and letters in the mail and stuff like that. And he said one of them said, we showed this list to President Trump, and he said, is Evan on that list? I was wondering if Evan donated again. I haven't seen his name on the list recently. Like, put, you know, put his name in there so he feels special and all that other shit. It's, it's really a scumbag move. It's just made to influence people. I guess if your goal is to get money, then he's succeeding, but at what cost? Like, do the ends justify the means? I don't believe they do. I don't believe that you should do something evil to accomplish something good. I think that's just wrong. There's never justification in my mind to commit an atrocity, period. No, nothing in this world would justify bad behavior like that. Uh, manipulating people or lying to people or whatever. Jehovah's Witnesses and Scientologists and other cults have that mindset. That's what we left behind when we left religion. I won't accept it. Let me check the super chats real quick. The Gaytheist. Do you think Russia is an occult based on how much they love Putin, or do you think they pretend to love him out of fear? I definitely think that there's a fear aspect to this, for lack of a better term. I think a lot of it is based around fear. But I have actually read love letters written to Putin from Americans. What the fuck? What is going on here? I don't know that it's a cult. I don't know enough about it, honestly. It's possible. But I would be more likely to compare Trump supporters to a cult than Putin supporters because I just don't know enough about Putin and, and his supporters. Usually, for a dictator to be a dictator, they have to have some kind of a cult following. So I, I would lean on yes, but tentatively, because I don't have any I don't have enough information to make a definitive call on that. That's an interesting question though. Thanks for that. The biggest of Chungai. Would you say the Republican Party or at least parts of it are clearly becoming or have become a political cult and are exhibiting cult-like behavior. Yes, 100% for sure. Not conservatism. Conservatism, I, I can have honest discussions 
with conservatives. I can have honest discussions with people about conservative ideals and libertarian ideals. That's very different from the political party, the Republicans, and the leadership. Uh, yeah, it's definitely exhibiting some very disturbing signs, some very disturbing cult-like signs. And I'm really not sure how to solve that problem. Holy shit. BLM is bad and disrespects my ancestors. I have never paid taxes my adult life. How the hell did you get away with that? The IRS is the last organization you want to fuck with, man. I'm telling you. I don't know what your situation is, but I'll tell you this. I am first in line to pay taxes. I, I do not want to piss off the IRS. They will take you down so fast. They got Al Capone. Al Capone had committed so many crimes and nobody got him except the irs like they are vicious man life in the doghouse voice dude did nothing wrong that's a filthy lie nervardia happy sunday oh a nice try i saw your name i knew it was coming happy sunday to you too zolfner i'm too rich to pay taxes i pay my accountant oh that makes sense okay that that checks out Kind of disgusting how our system works right like that like the rich never have to worry about paying taxes Rahano Gray, I became sick of Trump after his phone call with the president of Ukraine, also his handling of COVID-19. That's fascinating. I'm really, really disturbed by everything that Trump has been doing. Uh, but more than anything, I'm mostly disturbed by the way Trump speaks. He speaks like a cult leader does. I've been studying cults for years. I know what it sounds like. And when I hear Trump talk at his rallies and stuff, it sounds like the leader of a cult that I have been studying. It's very, very disturbing. And it's leading the country in a direction that I don't want to see it go. So I'm voting Biden. I would I would vote for almost anybody before I voted for Trump. I think I might vote for Ted Cruz before I voted for Trump. I think I would vote for Mike Pence before I voted for Trump. I would place a vote in those elections, even though I don't like either of those two people. I think they're scumbags. Anyway, I'm glad to hear that you're moving over and voting for Biden, or at the very least not voting for Trump, because holy shit, man, Trump is taking things in a very scary direction right now. When we come back, we're going to take a look at Pat Robertson claiming that Black Lives Matter is anti-God and wants the U.S. to be a Marxist communist country. So give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. So the first article I want to take a look at tonight is entitled Black Lives Matter Leader Slams Pat Robertson for Calling Movement Anti-God, quote-unquote. This is by Hemant Mehta, so let's give the article a read and see what it has to say. On Thursday, during an episode of The 700 Club, Pat Robertson echoed fear-mongering conservative rhetoric against Black Lives Matter. He said the radical movement, quote-unquote, which goes beyond the organization itself, is more interested in destroying the country than countering oppression. You can hear it around the 1545 mark. I think I actually downloaded this video. Let me see. Well, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, I did. I got this video. Let me pull it up real quick. All right, let's listen to this video and see what Pat Robertson had to say. Well, you know, it's amazing that these people are, these athletes are getting sucked into this and 
so-called fellow travelers and even businesses. But, you know, the athletes used to be terribly, uh, you know, admired by all of society. They had a very, very positive rating. That rating has gone to negative because of their association with Black Lives Matter. So what Pat said here just now is an objectively verifiable claim. We, we can find out, we can find the data one way or another if it's true that athletes who support Black Lives Matter, their supporters fall away based on that endorsement of Black Lives Matter. I'm skeptical about whether or not that's true, and I don't know how you'd even go about finding out if their supporters fell away as a result of their endorsement of Black Lives Matter or not. And I'm also not really sure why that matters in the first place. Sometimes the right thing to do is not the popular thing to do. Anyway, let's continue. Association with Black Lives Matter, it's not just the statement, of course Black Lives Matter, of course we care about uh, uh, oppression against poor people. Everybody uh, who's got any sense would do that. They, they don't like police brutality or some of those things. I am so fascinated by the fact that he just said that. That is not how a lot of members of the Republican Party feel. I have talked to people who cheer when they see police brutality. I have watched people smile as they watch some really disturbing shit. And it's in my experience, not a small segment of the population. I'm not sure if, is Pat that out of touch that he doesn't realize that that is basically the entirety of the evangelical voting block, his voting block, that he basically leads? He doesn't realize that that's how they feel? This is bizarre. But that legitimate thing has been hijacked by these radicals, and they're using that, uh, that label uh, to... Uh, 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 put forth an agenda and people need to be aware of it. They're talking about Marxist communism. They're talking about destroying the nuclear family. They're talking about uh, destroying essentially Christianity as, as being racist. Who's talking about this? Who, who wants to do this? I don't understand. Black Lives Matter? Who in the organization has stated that as their goal? What has given him the idea that this is what they stand for this is what they want to do the organization black lives matter like the organizational structure i'm not a huge fan they've said and done some things as an organization that i'm not really a fan of i don't really like some of the things they've said and done but they have an overarching cause that i can stand behind the point is black people in the u.s are mistreated in a lot of different ways by the police, by the justice system, by our foundational structures. It doesn't even have to be intentional. In a lot of cases, it's not intentional. It just, it's a byproduct of the system that we live in. Like, if every human involved in the justice system, every juror, every judge, every lawyer, everybody, if they were all robots... It wouldn't matter. There would still be a racist outcome, a racist byproduct of the system. It doesn't need people to be involved 
for the system to produce racist outcomes. It's nobody's fault, necessarily. I'm not saying it's anybody's fault, necessarily, that this is what's happening. But it's a problem that needs to be solved. I don't know why we can't all get on board with that. That's what the science says. Let's look at the science and figure out if this indeed is causing you know, outcomes that disproportionately affect black people and see if we can solve that problem. You don't have to feel like you're guilty of anything. You don't have to take the blame for anything. Just take an objective, honest look at the system and figure out how it can be fixed. Why is that so difficult? I don't get it. All the way through, they want to upend the capitalist structure and destroy America. I have not heard Black Lives Matter say anything about that. I have n absolutely no clue what he's talking about here. Now, if some athlete uh, wants to get an endorsement, I, if I were a corporate head, I wouldn't give 10 cents to, to pay him to endorse my product. Why would I want Colin Kaepernick to endorse Wheaties or whatever it is I'm selling? But uh, I think some of the big corporations are going along. But people need to understand that this is a stalking horse for a very, very radical anti-family, anti-God agenda. Okay. I find it fascinating that somebody who claims to follow Jesus, a peace-loving hippie for all intents and purposes, is so fervently in favor of a stick that you can point at somebody and end their lives instantly. Why, why would a Christian be in favor of, of something that would cause you to be blood guilty in the eyes of Christianity, of, in the eyes of Jesus? I do not get it. It's like the version of Jesus that, that Christians in the U.S. follow is so bastardized it is the most bizarre shit I've ever seen in my life. You, whoever's watching, people should be aware that they're not just standing with the poor, oppressed black people. Of course we want to stand with oppressed people against police brutality. Of course we do. Again, that, that is inaccurate. I'm sorry, the Republican Party, the leadership of the Republican Party, does nothing but deny, deny, deny. Pretend that this shit is not happening. Pretend that there is no uh, racism in the U.S. that needs to be addressed. They pretend that there is no police brutality and they come out in favor of the police when they're caught red-handed beating somebody's face in with a club. I don't understand how, how he can sit here and say, of course we do, of course we do, when the entire institution behind him is contradicting him. It's almost like gaslighting. Of course you don't. Of course the Republican Party and the leaders of the Republican Party don't give a shit about this situation. They are actively supporting police who are violating people's human rights and beating people, beating protesters, peaceful protesters. Like, this is bizarre. How is he coming to this conclusion in the first place? Of course we do. But we don't want to go along with a lesbian, anti-family, anti-capitalist, 
Marxist revolution. We don't want that for America. A lesbian... What was it? A le Here, let's listen again. Annie's family, anti-capitalist, Marxist revolution. A lesbian revolution. Interesting. Okay. So, Pat, Pat Robertson thinks that there is a lesbian revolution taking place right now as we speak, and it's being led by Black Lives Matter. I honestly don't even know what to say to that. Let's continue reading the article by Hemant Mehta. Where is this coming from? The BLM website is unapologetically inclusive of LGBTQ people, especially black trans women, and, wel and welcoming of different family structures beyond the traditional father-led stereotype. Some conservatives have taken that in bad faith to mean they're out to destroy America as we know it, when the reality is they're trying to create a space for more Americans, the ones who have historically lacked power and a voice. So when Robertson says they want to upend the capitalist structure, that's a reference to activists who argue that our current system of capitalism hasn't worked for a hell of a lot of people, and they're right. When Robertson says they want to destroy the family, the truth is BLM wants to expand what we think of when we talk about families. They're making a valid point. When Robertson says they're anti-God, he's just using shorthand for people who don't subscribe to his brand of conservative Republican Jesus. Robertson is hardly the first to make these kinds of statements, but because of his prominence among right-wing Christians, yesterday... Patrice Cullors, one of the founders of the BLM movement, directly spoke out against Pat Robertson's ignorance and hate. So this is a quote straight from one of the founders of the BLM movement. Quote, the statements made by Pat Robertson are completely inflammatory and dangerous. People are hurting all across this country due to the carelessness of comments made by individuals like Pat Robertson. At what point do these individuals who walk alongside him stop and say, enough is enough with the sexist, misogynistic, and supremacist way of displaying the bigotry that continues to flow from the souls of many of our leaders? Christianity was built on empathy, not hate. Until hate and racism is eradicated, America will continue to be a divided nation. It's our hope that Pat Robertson and anyone else who believes we're destroying Christianity with our work would join us in our movement as, we can, as we'll continue to galvanize these moments of division and false character accusations as fuel to move our country and world forward. Fascinating. So that was their response, basically, or that's one of the co-founders' responses to what Pat said. The, the country is becoming more and more polarized as time goes on to a disturbing degree. People are moving further left and further right, and using that division to justify continuing to move even further and further. The extreme right-wing people are seeing the left-wing people and saying, oh my God, they're, they're extremists, they're nuts, we got to do something, and becoming all alarmist and moving even further right as a result. It is continuing to galvanize and polarize, and it's a problem that, that needs to be solved and addressed, and if it isn't solved and addressed, it's going to end in disaster. The fact that the country is so divided right now is going to end in disaster if it isn't addressed. Let's continue reading. This is uh, Hemant Mehta speaking. The bottom line is this. If Pat Robertson's religion can be destroyed by activists fighting for racial justice, then his religion deserves to be eradicated. But many Christians, including plenty of BLM activists themselves, 
would argue that their faith inspires them to fight for these values. There's nothing about Black Lives Matter that's incompatible with Christianity, unless you're the sort of person who thinks voting for, de- for a Democrat amounts to heresy. Hemant Mehta seems to kind of be hinting at the fact that Republicanism and Christianity are inextricably linked at this point in time. Religion and politics are almost impossible to tell apart anymore. That's bad. Uh, Let me take a quick glance at the Super Chats. Nervardia, what do you think of Scientific American breaking its 170-year tradition and endorsing Biden Sunday? That's fascinating to me. Um, It's a sign that... I'm guessing they probably did that over the climate change situation. 100% justified. 100% justified. Good idea. We need scientists to come out and say that this candidate is not going to help the world heal when we're dealing with something as serious as climate change. I could not be happier about the fact that they're actually coming out and doing that finally. I'm amazed by the fact that Scientific American did it after 170 years, and I think it should serve as a sign of where we are as a country right now and as a world and where climate change is at this moment. It's not good. Life in the doghouse. Pete Buttigieg has said before that you can't fix racism by eliminating racist policies and replacing them with neutral policies. You have to create policies that are actively anti-racist. Interesting. Interesting. I disagree. I think creating... um, I want to see, you know, policies move in a direction where racism can be eliminated. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't or whatever, but moving the Overton window over to the left or to the right just a little bit is done by instituting policies and by talking about things. So I don't, I, I, I think I disagree with the foundation of that but i don't i don't disagree with him that i would like to see policies put in place that are more progressive and benefit society in the sense of making it less racist i would like to see that for sure lawrence it is perpetually sunday that is correct thank you k evan thompson why do old people suck oh no there is a uh twitter chat earlier i'm not gonna put this in the final clip of the podcast probably the there's a Twitter argument earlier between Matt Dillahunty and me and some other people. I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, it got kind of ugly and Matt Dillahunty got upset. Generally speaking, I, I don't believe in generalizing about a demographic of people or stereotyping or anything. But uh, I've noticed that a lot of a lot of the politicians tend to be from an older generation and they ha- they're kind of set in their ways They've made up their minds about some things that are completely absurd that the world has moved past long and long ago. So I don't know. Hopefully, with enough time, we'll get some younger politicians in who are a little bit more enlightened and a little less stuck in their ways, for lack of a better term. Nathan Jasper, Pat's AI and animatronics are failing. It's time to go to Disney. Go to the Disney backlot and pick up a replacement. That's funny. I know. Pat Pat Robertson is really strange looking sometimes. And the dude is old as sin. How old is the guy? He's in his 90s, isn't he? Holy shit. When is he going to stop doing his show? I don't know. He has some good takes sometimes. But the vast majority of Pat Robertson's takes are really fucking bad. They're really terrible. I hope he gives his show up soon. But you know what that means. When he gives his show up, it means there's some other asshole going to take it over. And who knows how bad they're going to be. 
Kenneth Copeland is losing his TV show now. I guess he's being replaced by um, Kevin Furtick or something. I forget the guy's first name. Something Furtick. And he's, he's significantly younger and more charismatic. K. Evan Thompson, thanks for answering my question. Love the channel. Anytime. Glad you like it. Thank you for coming. How much do I have to pay you to say Biden 2020? You can pay me any amount, buddy. I'll say Biden 2020 for you for sure. Biden Harris 2020. Nervardia, I'm heading off Sunday, everyone. Happy Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, nice try. I, I've started reading it ahead a little bit just to be super extra sure that you're saying the correct day, which is to say Sunday. Zolfner, I joined a group called Christians Against Dinos. Why? That sounds fucking awful. You know, that could actually provide some entertainment. That sounds like it could be entertaining. So I take it back. That sounds interesting. I used to do sermons in high school. It's hard work. Oh, yeah. I've stood up at the podium or the lectern or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And I've read from the Bible and all of that other shit. In some way, this is what I'm doing here. This is kind of similar because it's mostly off the cuff. I'm reading a little bit from some articles and then I'm giving my opinion on it and things like that. Kind of what preachers do, I guess, in some sense. Except it's not really teaching. I'm not teaching anything, you know, to anybody. I'm just talking and giving my opinion on stuff. So a little bit different, but still. Godless blessings. Quarantine them in the church. Yeah, for two weeks, right? All you need is Jim Baker. It's Bonus Bucket Baker's 115 Bonus Bucket Special, the Joseph's Storehouse Special for $10,000. Lock those people in the church for two weeks and they'll eat Baker's Bonus Buckets the whole time. I wonder if they'd come out. I wonder how they'd come out of that church after that. Would they look emaciated? Like, would they look like emaciated messes? I don't know how healthy his bonus buckets are. Have they put any thought into the vitamins and mineral intake that a human body needs to survive? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how safe his buckets are. Zolfner, I just read a paragraph about a person worried about dinosaurs penetrating their dreams. I don't know who is a troll and who isn't. That's funny. Is it a troll, um, like, organization? Christians Against Dinos? I feel like I've heard of it before, and I, I didn't think it was a troll organization. I was pretty sure it was legit. That's where I'm going to end it for the night. Appreciate you guys coming on and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there. Second, you can support me by checking out my Etsy store. I sell 3D printed stands for every system from the original Nintendo to the Xbox One. And finally, if you want to support me in other ways, you can check me out on my other channels. I have the podcast channel, which is where I talk about whatever's on my mind. Politics, social issues, Issues, whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.